In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togedan.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. I'm here to speak with you today as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters, and happiness comes from the heart. And goodness knows this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guest today, Lisa Stedman, I want to open up the phone lines for call-ins. And please call in. We'd love to talk with you. And that number is 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869. You can come into our TogiNet chat room by logging on to toginet.com. And you could also find us on Facebook. Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. So let's get to what the woohoo is all about. Woohoo! Lisa Stedman is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author, sought-after speaker, results coach, creative consultant, and CEO of Woohoo Inc. She's a masterful mentor when it comes to awakening your woohoo within. Lisa loves showing a woman how to step into the spotlight take claim of her world, and create the life, relationships, and business of her dreams. Lisa is a frequent media contributor, having appeared on The Today Show, The Tyra Banks Show, iVillage Live, The Fran Drescher Show, Playboy Radio, and New Zealand's Good Morning. In 2012, she's leading a year-long mission called The Year of You to help women celebrate themselves and stop playing small. Welcome, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Woo-hoo. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi. So we got the Lisa. Team I love it. The Lisa, it's the Lisa hour. It is the Lisa hour, and it is the hour of unstoppable optimism. Oh, I love it. I love the premise of your show, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. I've heard a lot of great things about you, and I also want to mention to our listeners that Lisa is a fellow TogiNet 
sister. She also has a show on this radio network, and her show is called Woohoo Radio. Lisa, when do you, when does your show air? We actually broadcast this afternoon. It's 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Central, every Wednesday. It's Woohoo Wednesdays on Toginet. <laughs> Perfect. And then you can also find Lisa's uh, work on iTunes as well. So if you miss the show, go to iTunes. You can get um, Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, Woohoo Radio, as are all the other Toginet shows. So let's get to it. You know, none of us come through um, our glory most of us, I would say, without having had a rock bottom or a darkest hour. Mm. And I know that there's a story behind your story, and I would love to hear it, and I'm sure our listeners would too. Yes, yes. Well, you know, thank you for inviting me to share my story, because I think that's really how we can cultivate and create change in our own lives is when we hear how other people have done it. So uh, the whole reason my company is called Woohoo Inc., the whole reason I'm here this year talking about the year of you is because I've been in that rock-bottom space. I've been in that rock-bottom space many times. And um, I had to hit rock-bottom in a lot of areas of my life at once for me to really get what was going on. So I would share that um, the rock bottom for me was about seven, maybe it's eight years ago now. I was in corporate America, and I was—I had a dream job. I had a very creative job. I got to work on a brand and write about a brand that is one of the most popular brands in America, Barbie. I got to write about her and play with her every day, which was this little girl's dream come true as a job. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and... Um, it was bliss. I was there for four and a half years, and the first three and a half were just as dreamy as dreamy could be. And then the last year really changed because I wasn't paying attention. And so I got a job, a boss who made my job a living hell. I was, I was in a workplace romance that went awry, and he was three cubicles away, and we didn't do a very good job of separating, so we kind of, like, stalked each other's cubicles. Um, I had bought this beautiful condo because everyone said, just get in the market. And I, I didn't realize until later that I hated the neighborhood my condo was in, even though the condo was perfect for me. The neighborhood was not. And I woke up one day in tremendous physical and emotional pain. And the physical pain was I was working too hard as a writer, so I had um, tendonitis in my arms and my neck hurt. And I was just in tremendous pain. My heart hurt because Mr. Wrong wasn't Mr. Right. My head hurt because I was doing three jobs instead of one, and my boss didn't care. My body hurt because of the stress of everything. And I looked around, and I didn't recognize me. I didn't recognize who I was. I thought, this is not the life I want. And I don't know what to do about that. And I think, you know, your listeners can, most of us have been in a place like that, at least in one area of our life. Let alone Indeed, all of have. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All of them at once. That is called the, the, the big whammy. It's called your woohoo wake-up call, yes. And it was up to me to make a change. But I stood on that ledge for about six months, and I stared into the murky, dark abyss and said, I don't know where I'm going. I know if I take a lip, leap, I will probably land safely on the other side. But because I can't see the other side, I'm terrified to take the leap. And it wasn't until not taking the leap, and this is for anyone who's making change in their life, it wasn't until not taking the leap became more difficult, painful, and challenging than taking the leap that I actually took the leap. 
And when I did, I quit my job. I quit the boy. I said, don't call me again. No more late night booty calls. You know, you're moving on and I'm staying stuck. It's <laughs> what we do. We hold on for dear life. And then they're, you know, men get an ego stroke from us wanting them and, and we stay stuck. Um, I, I, rent, I ended up renting out my condo. I mean, it really completely changed my life. I, I spent a summer living on a blow-up mattress on my best friend's living room floor in the neighborhood I now live in because it's my dream neighborhood. And I was a freelancer instead of being an employee, and I was working on my first book deal, and I was meeting men left and right because I finally let go of Mr. Wrong. And everyone kind of looked at me and thought, I think she just went crazy. And the truth was I was never happier because I was more in tune with my woohoo within than ever before, and I was fully expressing it in the world. And I'm so excited to share how your listeners can do that too. Well, this is a, a very, it's a wonderful story. And what I like about it is it, you speak so clearly about the free fall. That what I'm hearing you say is when your heart, your head, and your body were in pain and out of alignment, you, you said no. You stopped. You got rid of the, those things that were irritating you. And you allowed yourself to take the leap. But in that leap is also embracing the fact that there is a free fall that doesn't necessarily have a, a, a marked landing spot. There is no drop zone. It's, it's no so big true. Ass, you know? Like land here. This is where I'm supposed to be because you don't know. So true. And, and this is such a great point. I want to be very clear with everybody. It, my life didn't change overnight, and I didn't take the leap overnight. So if you've been sitting there, whether it's for five minutes or five years, thinking I need to take this leap into the big, vast unknown, but I'm scared or it's too late or I've waited too long, know that none of that is true, and you can start taking that leap today. My leap, my leap took about six months. You know, I quit the job and I quit the boy pretty quickly together because they were very intrinsically tied. But then it was, I still stayed in the condo even though I hated it for about another four, five, six months. I, you know, so this, this took some time, this extraction, this leaping, this fully owning and embodying took some time. So know that it's not going to happen overnight, but the minute you make the decision, you start the journey. Agreed. You know, you, you own it. You say, you know, yes. what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm not happy with the way it is. And it's about taking responsibility for our own joy that that, in fact, does not come from power that we give away to others. It comes from our inside job. Hence, happiness is an inside job being our own tagline here. So oh, I love us. that. Can I tell you how much I love that? <laughs> uh, well, thanks. It's, it's a good one. And it is it is it is powerful, though, because it's like we're, we're, we're claiming it. We're taking back the responsibility for a joyful, fulfilling life. And there are some distinct ways. There are no rules and regulations about how to get there, but there are some distinct ways. And you do this in your coaching and your workshops. You take people from boohoo and help them turn it into woohoo. And I would love to share some tips with our listeners about how you do that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is really fun. I'm excited about this. So should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. We are going to go to a break, but maybe we can kind of get into one thing, okay. and uh, then we'll have our little uh, our, our little momentary music pause, and then we'll come back. Awesome. So, yes, from so, boohoo to woohoo. <laughs> yes, so from boohoo to woohoo, the first step, and I kind of 
teased it already, is this moment of decision. You really stake your claim. And this is when you get to a point in your life, whether it's your love life, your professional life, the way you feel in your body, you know, maybe you want more health, more vitality, and you stake the claim. You decide that today is the day, and you realize in deciding this, maybe you've decided this a million times and never taken action. This decision is different because you recognize and realize that there is no going back to the old way of being or doing, and not only do you want more, but you're willing to do what it takes to get there. So this is the moment of decision. And in making this decision, you start the process of becoming the person you need to be to make this a reality for yourself. It's really quite simple. And for everyone listening who said, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. I, I've made a decision and then I haven't lost the weight or whatever. It, it, it's a different decision. It's an inner knowing. You know it. You know, and this is perfect timing because we are going to go to a break in a couple of seconds, but I would love everybody who is listening to just close your eyes for a minute, take a deep breath. We're not going anywhere. The music is going to come. But in that, in that breath, think about something in your life that is not working that you would like to change and shift. And hold on to that for a second. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the steps to make that shift happen. Here come the tunes. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet.com. Are you someone who leaps out of bed to greet the morning, amazed at your good fortune every hour of the day? Or are you someone like me who needs regular infusions of inspiration? I'm Meg Pierre, a photographer, travel writer, and creator of the website www.toginet.com viewfromthepeer.com, which focuses on the human quest to connect with self, others, and a sense of wonder. Every day, the site features a new beautiful image from my travels around the world, captioned by an uplifting quotation. This daily dose of inspiration is available free. Viewfromthepeer.com also presents monthly interviews with fascinating people I have met in my travels, who offer their personal stories and wisdom along with in-depth destination stories about cultural traditions from around the world. If your day could benefit from a quick change of scenery or attitude adjustment, I invite you to visit www.viewfromthepeer.com. Christian work-at-home moms, here is your own show on Toginet. It's CWAM, Christian work-at-home moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennen. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet. Um, I'd love to share with you just a little bit about how CWAM can help you, whether you are new to the work-at-home world and just starting out your search, or whether you've been working at home for a while and are looking to grow your business. Jill Hart is the founder of Christian Work-at-Home Moms, CWAM.com, and co-author of So You Want to Be a Work-at-Home Mom. Jill has worked from home from 2000 and started her home-based business to assist other Christians who desire to work from home while maintaining a godly life. And Diana Ennett with virtualwordpublishing.com. I really, truly want to see you succeed, want to share the joy that I have in being home with my kids and being able to build my own business. And she's ready to help you now. Christian Work at Home Moms with Jill Hart and Diana Ennett. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.
Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cyphers Kamen here today with the other fabulous woohoo, Lisa Stedman, who is also my fellow TogiNet sister radio host at Woohoo Radio. And before the break, we were talking about capturing the aha moment of something that you don't want to have in your life anymore, something that you would like to change. And we asked you to hold on to that image through the break. So if you're still holding on to it, Lisa is here to talk about how to turn that boohoo into woohoo. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing today. And I'm so excited to be here. And thank you again for having me, Lisa. I love your show. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. And we're so glad you're here. Yay! I'm glad to be here. So we, should we jump into these these steps people can take to really step into the woohoo of their life, especially whether they're in the boohoo or somewhere on the way between the boohoo and the woohoo. Let's get to it. You know, how to take the, the aha and transform it. So I love this. We were talking before the break about that first step, the aha or what I call the woohoo. And it's, it's that moment of decision. Maybe you have decided 20 million times before, maybe every New Year's Eve, maybe every New Year's Day, maybe every day for six months, you've said, yeah, I want to lose weight or I want to find love or I want to get a better job or make more money or pay off my debt. But you don't do anything beyond that to make a change in your life. So you haven't really decided. You've hoped, you've wished, you've prayed, but you haven't decided. And this is the first step in making 2012 the year of you, which is my mission for the year. To make 2012 the year of you, it's really about stepping into decision first. And we talked about this before, but I really want to anchor this home. So right here and now, maybe you decided at the break what it was you were going to stake your claim What is it? What are you deciding? Do you want more visibility, more money, more love, more health, um, less weight? Make the decision. Don't hope or wish or pray that it was going to happen. Decide that it's going to happen. Decide that it's going to happen to the point that you create a vision for yourself of who you will be when it happens. Feel that. Anchor it in. Know who you're meant to be. Because when you see that vision of that future self who's got the abundant, juicy, amazing love or has more money than she knows what to do with or is rocking her skinny jeans in the perfect size, that's when you can say, ah, it's possible. I decide to be who I need to be to do it. And I shared this on my radio show last week, and I'm going to share it again. I'm going to share my progress this week. Um, I decided that this was the year I was going to lose 35 pounds and meet my goal weight. And, you know, my husband's like, wow, you're really revealing a lot. Because he's been with me on the journey. He knows that I've decided many times to do that. But it's been more of a wish than an action. And I can tell you, I'll give you a sneak peek before I I tell my woohoo audience, I've already lost eight pounds. So I've decided (laughs) and and I'm acting accordingly. Actually, I think it's more like 10 right now. Um, But so here's the deal. Decide, and I'm bringing that point home because it's so crucial. It's the most important thing you do. The next step, and this is where the fun begins, is, and I say fun lovingly because this is the hard part. This is where 
you've made the decision now. You are not in wishing. You are not in praying. You are not in hoping mode. You have decided. So now you get to ask yourself, what am I willing to do every day in my life with consistency, even when it gets hard, painful, challenging, scary, what am I willing to do to make my stake, that claim I staked, what am I willing to do to make it happen? And Lisa, if you've ever been in those moments, and we all have, it's like, well, if I really want to lose weight, that means I have to eat less and move my body more. That's, that's pretty clear. And in the past, I've always said, oh, I'll move my body more, but don't make me give up my food. That's my thing. Like, don't make me give it up. So I've never been willing to get uncomfortable and be consistent in my discomfort. And I'm, I'm revealing a whole lot here because I want everyone to know I'm still on this journey. I went on this journey when I wanted to find the love of my life because all I'd ever known was unhealthy, unhappy, unsatisfying, unfulfilling love before. It's what I saw growing up. Ooh, two people who don't meet each other's needs. Let me go find that. And that's what I perpetuated over and over again, watching my parents' relationship. And it wasn't until I said, you know what? I decide I deserve love today as a size 14. I don't have to lose weight to do it. I just want to step into belief and decide it's possible in Los Angeles, not moving When I made that decision, I asked myself how I need to show up differently and be consistent, and I needed to stop playing small and doubting myself and really start walking around with confidence and self-love. And I know that that sounds hokey. It is the most important thing you can do is love yourself. So the second step is really being willing to do what it takes and be consistent to create the lasting change you want in your life. So whatever the year of you in 2012 is about, you can experience it. This is so important. Lisa, can you, does this make sense to you? And and are you kind of tracking with me? I am completely tracking with you because, uh, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, once you get into that decision mode, the, the vocabulary, the languaging that you use in your life, and you so eloquently put it, the wishing, the hoping, the praying, I call it conditional speak. You know, it's like, that. Uh, take a pen. Everybody should do this exercise. I use this a lot in my workshops or the pencil that you've got on your desk, put it down. Now try and pick it up. You don't try to pick it up. Either you pick it up or you don't pick it up. So... Really, what you're saying is, is you need to stop the conditional languaging that allows you to get away with not really making the commitment to the change. Yes. I love the way you describe that. That perfectly illustrates what I'm talking about. And this is important. You know, a lot of people say, just hunker down and keep moving, hunker down and keep moving. And I say no. I say, you know, if you hunker down and keep moving, you don't really know where you're moving to. So rather than then head down, eyes down. I want you to keep your eyes up, your head high. I don't want you to look down. I want you to firmly face those fears as they come up, whether it's, oh, there's a cute guy, I could never get him, or, oh, I really want that promotion, but it's not for me, or, oh, I really want to get over this weight hump, and it's three pounds to get to the the next lower number, um, you know, on the scale, and and I'm going to close my eyes. No, I'm going to keep my eyes open, and I'm going to be aware of my surroundings, and I'm going to march, I'm going to face those fears as they come up every day, and I'm going to march fearlessly, feeling the fear, but fearlessly, I'm going to march into my brilliant future. This is so important. Well, it's critical because really what we're talking about is bravery and courage, Mm, which is required to make any shift in life. 
so true. Bravery and courage. And those are such great words. I don't use those words a lot. I love the courage word. I love the bravery word. And it's so true because, you know, you don't have to go into like some, like when I think of bravery and courage, sometimes I think of like people who, who go to war for us or people who are going to Afghanistan. And the truth is we are the heroes of our life on a daily basis. Maybe we're not defending our country, but we're defending what we really believe in for ourselves. So I'm not going to compare the two and say that they're on equal terms, but I am going to say that for you in your life, in the year of you, it is not selfish to put yourself first. And when you do, ask yourself every day how I can change my life first so that I can be of more support and guidance and help other people change. But it starts with you. So the third piece, you know, you, you stake the claim, you do what, what needs to be done, and you're consistent in it. And the third thing that I really invite your listeners to step into, and this is something I'm talking about on my fan page, this is something I'm talking about throughout the year of you, is be willing to fail. And be willing yes. to fail fast. Because it's not about the absence of failing. Successful people have failed a thousand times sometimes, a million times before they get to success. Maybe they've gone bankrupt before they, got, before they became a millionaire. We don't always see that side. We only see the glamorous side. We only celebrate the upside, the woo-hoo. But what about the boo-hoo? So if you are willing to fail and fail fast rather than, oh, I screwed up, I'm going to sit and I'm going to feel sorry for myself, I'm going to beat myself, I'm not going to put myself out there, and then weeks, days, months go by, and I haven't made any change because I think I'm what's wrong. What if on the days you get on the scale and you didn't lose a pound, instead of going and eating, you said, okay, okay, maybe my body's recalibrating. <laughs> Who do I need to be to keep going? You know, the old me would go reach for the Ben and Jerry's, but if I, if I didn't lose a pound today, who do I need to be? Well, how about if I just keep drinking my water and I keep eating less food and I move my body and trust that my body's in a recalibration and tomorrow or the next day or the next day, I'm really going to see the fruits of my labor and I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to say this is a failure and let me go eat the refrigerator. Excellent point. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about conditional happiness or conditional joy, which is what I like to, to call this. And you so appropriately described it about, you know, finding love in Los Angeles as a size 14. And that is really a myth buster because many of us say, oh, you know, when I lose the weight and I'm the perfect, you know, gene size, I will then be happy. I will then be able to attract the right uh, mate into my life. You know, all of my world will come together. And that's conditional happiness, which comes at a very, very high price. And it is also a myth. Absolutely. And, and this is what I learned because I really thought it was, my, it was the size of my thighs that was keeping me from finding love. I was convinced of that. And so I met men who were like, eh okay, eh, like they weren't attracted to me because I wasn't attracted to my thighs, you know, and I walked around apologizing for them, and I thought I was going to have to move. I was looking to move. Um, I didn't know where. I thought, oh, maybe I'll go to Austin, Texas. I hear they're cool there, or maybe I'll go to Montana, but, you know, I know it snows a lot there, and it wasn't until I said, you know what? I don't want to move. I love my new neighborhood. I love living on my best friend's living room floor, and yes, I will eventually find an apartment, but it wasn't... 
it wasn't sorry, until Lisa, I did those to things to that I met I my just husband. Wanna, I, I would love to take us there gracefully, actually. <laughs> so as opposed yes. to just cut you off, because I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about you know the pity party. You know, about when we feel that life cannot unfold well for us unless our perception and our vision of what we think we should have. Um, is not present. And we are going to go to the break in 30 seconds, 30 seconds. And I would love for the listeners, if they're staying with us and they're on the, on the path to the new year um, uh, of you, um, what you personally can do, what kind of myth busting you can do for yourself that will help you move forward into the new year and help you live up to some of those goals that have been set for oneself. To connect with Lisa Stedman, you may do so at lisastedman.com. For me, Lisa Kamen, you can find me at harvestinghappiness.com. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm here today with Lisa Stedman, fellow TogiNet radio show host on Woohoo Radio. And we are talking about turning Boohoo into Woohoo, about creating the year of you, which is Lisa's goal for herself and others in 2012. And before the break, we began to touch on when one decides they want to change some aspect of themselves or their lives, and instead of just uh, wishing, hoping, praying, trying, that we go into action mode, that there's a decision is made, and then how do we execute it? Like a strategy, much like uh, an instruction manual, that achieving one's life goals is like boot camp, putting yourself into a training camp to make something happen. So Lisa, I hope you're still with us. I hope we didn't lose you from the the weather in Texas. I am still here. Yay! Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, so let's get let's get to it. Let's talk about pity parties. Pity oh. parties that keep us stuck and the art of the fine wine, how we yes. can transform the pity party into something actually useful. Yes. I so let me just say that I am a huge fan of pity parties. I find them very useful when they are constructive. Uh, many years ago, I wrote a book called It's a Breakup, Not a Breakdown, and it was a, it was a plan to get over your man in record time. And I talked about the importance of a pity party, because when you're going through a breakup, you can't move on until you've felt the pain, until you've done the boohoo, the why me, you've gotten to your rock bottom, you've really done the five stages of grief, the bargaining, the, the anger. But... Here's where a lot of people get stuck. They get stuck in the pity party, or the pity party becomes a loop in their process of every time something doesn't go my way, I revert to why me, why me, why me. And the challenge with that is we start to become a victim, and then it means we don't have to take any responsibility for our lives, and we get to just hang out and watch life pass us by and, and point to other people and go, that's not fair that they get that, and why can't I have that? And, and we know these people. <clears throat> we know these people. We see these people. Maybe we have somebody like this in our lives, and I hope it's not ourselves. <laughs> this is, and, and if it is yourself, recognize that and be willing to do something about that. Because i, I got to say, I used to recognize this place, and specifically when it came to love, specifically when it came to love. All my friends were getting married and having babies when I was in my 20s, and I just I hit 40 last year. Woohoo! Um, Woohoo! And I, and all I'm right. Now, I know, and I'm now very happily married, but if I was the perpetually single girl in my 20s and early 30s, and so everybody was getting married and having babies, and I would just look at them and be like, what's wrong with me? I was never gay for you. I mean, I, on some level I was. But for the most part, anytime somebody met somebody or got married or had a baby, I was like, why isn't that me? What's wrong with me? And I think there's an important lesson there in terms of checking in with yourself. Is this something I want? Is this something that would make me happy? But the constant loop of there's another one, you know, there's more proof that I suck and they rock. There's more proof that it's out there for them, but not for me. That's not true. It's only true because we make it true. It's only true because the association we make with it. So at some point, the pity party is useful only when we get fed up with ourselves. The pity party is not so useful if we never get fed up with the pity. So I highly recommend going for it in your pity party. Like, I can throw a mean pity party even to this day. And... 
there comes a time when I get so fed up with myself and my crap and, and, and that voice inside that's like, why, why? And, and I now understand that my pity party is part of my process because in my pity party, I get so fed up that I'm willing to do what needs to be done to make the change that needs to be made so that I can get out of the pity and back into action. And I've learned to cut down on that wasted time. We were talking earlier about cutting down on wasted time when it comes to failing faster. Cut down on wasted time in the pity party. You've got to feel what you're feeling. Don't live in that pity party. Get ready to get moving because the pity party serves you if it serves as motivation to get moving. It doesn't serve you if it's the place you live and the place that you stay stuck and a place where you can point at other people and see that's nice for them, but it's not for me. That's, that's not the effective use of the pity party. Yeah, agreed. And the pity party to the outside world can become very distasteful. You know, oh, yeah. the, the, you know, and, and we all know someone, we all know at least one person that whose life is constantly in chaos and constantly in turmoil and constantly uh, not working for them and, and they whine about it. And they think that it is coming from outside circumstances. And indeed, life is filled with challenges and adversity and every one of us will be traumatized at some point in our life over something. So I don't want to minimize the fact that bad things happen. However, that when we experience those bad things, it is the relationship that we have to the event that is really the issue. It's not, and, and I'm even talking about illness, death, war, some very serious um, circumstances, but yet it is still the relationship that we have to it. And that's part of resiliency. And we talked earlier about courage and bravery. There's also another um, aspect to this, the pity party and the art of the fine wine, and that is our resiliency level. You know, how, how adept, how skilled are we at bouncing back, even when things don't go right? So true. So, so, and I love this. I love a good comeback story. It, and, and Hollywood loves a good comeback story. So we can just look to Hollywood to see who was out yesterday, who's in today. I read a really great interview with Nick Nolte recently, and he said, you know, You've got to be willing to weather the storm of the times when you're out and understand that it's actually, sometimes it's about you and sometimes it's not. So for him, it was about him and that he was such a mess and such an addict that he was affecting his work life. So yes, that was about him. But in terms of what wasn't about him, when, when Hollywood changes the flavor of the month, that's not about you. So it's really, and this is so key for anyone who's on this path on the year of you, whether you're, it's an entrepreneurial journey, a personal journey, whatever it is, sometimes it's not going to be about you. And it's about weathering that storm and saying, you know what, whatever's happening out in the world, may not be about me, so let me, let me tune in and, and foster that inner life, that inner stamina, that inner woo-hoo, and love that so that we can be who we need to be in the world. It's not about always showing up, and, and I was talking about this yesterday on my fan page about, um, I, I lo- it's one of my favorite quotes of all time, life is not a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skin in broadside, thoroughly used up, totally worn out, and proclaiming, woohoo, what a ride. 
That's what I'm talking about. Get messy and be willing to do what you need to do to have the life you want to have and sustain yourself in the downtime. There are going to be times on this journey when it's just downright uncomfortable. So how are you going to weather that? What kind of behavior, belief, self-worth, self-love can you cultivate so you can weather the days where you feel irrelevant and, and ignored and um, just not who you would like to be, it's about those days where you got to take care of yourself on those days. And let's give some tools to our listener for doing that. Let's, let's talk about good self-care and what, and what that involves. Yes. And, and you know, and it doesn't involve a diet pill. No, no. So excellent self-care, one of the first things, and I said this a little earlier, but I want to really bring this point home. If you are here to do something big in the world, so let's say you've got a brilliant idea or you're ready to find love or you want to be a mom or whatever it is, and you know you want to change the world as only you can, the first order of business is not to put yourself last on a daily basis in your, in your quest to change the world. In your quest to change the world, put yourself first. Change yourself first because you cannot have a big mission and, and reach the masses and sustain that for any period of time if you are not cultivating self-care and self-love on the inside. And I have learned this the hard way because I tend to throw myself under the bus. So it's like, oh, I can wait. Oh, I don't have to work out today. Oh, I, I, you know, I'm tired. Let me eat. Or, you know, I, uh, it's been a long day. Let me have some wine. And there's nothing wrong with that except when that becomes a crutch. So this self-care I'm talking about is like, I need a break. Let me take 30 minutes and just lie down or let me read a great book or let me journal through my feelings right now rather than reach for the chocolate or whatever your coping mechanism is. So excellent self-care on the inside starts with realizing that you deserve to be first in your life. You deserve to have love and support and compassion and, and somebody on your team. You deserve to have a woohoo crew and it starts with your inner woohoo crew. How can you be your own best friend, your own best coach, your own best mentor, your own best woohoo crew? <laughs> very, very well said. And I want to touch a little bit upon um, birthright versus entitlement, because really what you're talking about, it is our birthright to come into this world and lead a joyful life. And I want to qualify that a joyful life doesn't mean rich, skinny, and famous. It means something something else and something deeper. And at the same time, the issue of entitlement, that we're entitled to it, actually implies that that comes from an external source, that we are relying upon somebody else to give that to us. Oh, so true. And entitlement not- will, <laughs> entitlement's a buzzkill, I got to say. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, when you, when, you, when you listen to politicians speak about entitlements within our governmental system, that really says that the people are not capable of doing it themselves. Mm, so and true. So, we're not entitled to be happy. It's our birthright. You know, babies come out, they smile, they, 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 they arrive in the world with curiosity, wonder, and delight. And if we can capture that and keep that sense um, of curiosity, wonder, and delight through our lives, we're going to find ourselves in a much happier story. 
You know what I love about this? You are so right. My my beautiful, gorgeous uh, little niece, Lexi, turned one over the weekend, and I had the pleasure of being the first person to hold her when she came out of um, her mother, who had a C-section, which is why I was the first one to hold her. And I know we're going to a break, but I just got to say this one thing. When I had the pleasure of waking up with Lexi on her nap this week, and there was nothing but bliss on her face, and it didn't matter what was going on in the world around her. It was pure bliss, and that reminded me of what you're saying about entitlement. Yeah. It, it's, it's a stunning realization. We are going to go to break. And during this break, just take a minute and think about what brings you wonder, delight, contentment, bliss, and a smile on your face. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. Where is my heart? Where is my heart? We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everyone, to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I am here today with the other Toginet Lisa, and that is the fabulous Lisa Stedman of WooHoo Radio. And we are talking about 
delight, wonder, curiosity, happiness, being in a childlike state, and how when we can recapture those moments, we can reconnect with our own joy. So Lisa, let's talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions, why they work, why they don't work, and how to successfully work it. Yes, and I'm so glad you bring this up, Lisa. This is such a huge, huge part of my mission this year in the year of you because I love, you know, I always love making New Year's resolutions. They're really fun, and I, and I think they serve their purpose for a day or a week. But the truth is the resolution is really just the first step, and if you do nothing else in 2012 beyond the resolution, you're probably not going to reach your goal. So I always say, screw the resolution and bring on the revolution. And I actually, it's <laughs> funny because I'm hearing a lot of people this year talk about this, you know, from resolution to revolution. So I'm glad we're an excellent company. And what I know about making lasting change in your life, and I've, and I've created this in my own life and I've created it for my clients. So in my own life, I've gone from rock bottom of my breakup to the rock star of marrying the perfect man for me who I never could have attracted or cultivated a relationship with or woken up to every day and said, thank you, thank you, God. I could never have gotten there had I not gotten over my stuff, my stories, my beliefs about what was possible. Same is true for my business and my book. I never could have become a best-selling author had I just stayed in a place, and I stayed in this place for two years of, I want to write a book about breakups. I want to write a book about breakups. Isn't that a good idea? Isn't that a great idea? Don't you like that idea? And I loved the possibility of the idea. The idea of implementing scared me because there was failure, possible failure there. Well, now we know. I've written three best-selling books on, on breakups and dating, and, and I now coach people for a living on how to take their, their woo-hoo out into the world like I did w- with, my, with my breakup story. And so, you know, I had to step out of resolution myself and into revolution. And like I said, I am a work in progress because I have resolved for many years to get to my goal weight, and I never have, and I'm eight pounds closer than I've ever been, and I'm really committed to that. So uh, what I want to say is the revolution starts today. And I really invite everyone who's looking at the calendar and going, oh, man, it's January 25th and I haven't been to the gym or I haven't launched my business or I haven't met Mr. Right yet. I'm just going to throw in the towel. It would be a little premature to throw in the towel. And I really want to invite your listeners to say yes to the revolution. Now is the time for the revolution. And the revolution is all about making 2012 the year of you. It's about every day waking up and saying, what was my revolution for the year? And how do I, how do I lead that charge? How do I stake that claim and own it and stay in constant and consistent action even when all I want to do is eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's or, or give up on dating because it's too hard or not launch my business because that seems like too much work, whatever it is. It's not about making a choice one day. It's about making that choice every day and creating a revolution in your own life for the things that aren't working. Being that hero, we were talking about heroes earlier, being that heroine of your own life so you can go from rock bottom in whatever area it is to rock stardom. Beautifully said. You know, and let's talk a little bit about evolution because within the resolution and the um, uh, uh, revolution is the evolution, which is the process. And 
for every time we take three steps forward, some of us may take a step or a step and a half or two steps back. Absolutely. And I I think that's important to address, that there is not 100%, 100% of the time. But it's the keeping the eyes on the ball, keeping your head up and your head faced forward and your eyes facing forward and your chin high and your boobs out, standing up straight saying, I am owning this. You know, I'm going to own the failure and I'm going to own the success. So if I'm going to have to own all of this, I'm going to have to step into it with all my power and awareness and I better get educated in whatever it is. Yes. So this is really important. I love the evolution piece. Because it isn't, you know, if you want to create lasting change in your life, you're going to evolve as a human being. You're not going to stay the person you've always been because that doesn't serve you. What serves you is stepping into the, these new shoes, this new persona, this new, this new belief that it's possible and you can do it and it's worth the work. Indeed, because you are worth the work. Individually, each one of us is, is worth the work. That, we, that, that this is where we really, um, it, it, it is our birthright to live fully and joyfully. But we also have to, to be willing to accept the responsibility to uh, bring it to fruition. Nobody's going to give it to us. And, but you are going to give a gift. With that, having said that, I want to just give you a little plug here. You have very generously uh, offered a gift to each one of our listeners, and you are about to start a 30 Days of Brilliance program. Our listeners can connect with us on our Facebook page at Harvesting Happiness and register for it there. They can also go to your site, www.30daysofbrilliance. You've got a two-part audio program called Hit Your Brand Bullseye. And I think we should qualify that hitting your brand, which is uh, it really in marketing speak, is also about us personally, that it's not just for business. Absolutely. And it's so funny you say that because I'm actually doing, um, so last year I launched this amazing, amazing video series, 30 Days of Brilliance. And it was all about taking the work I do with my private coaching and consulting clients about helping them brand themselves and market themselves and, and use social media as a tool to create buzz for their business and, and make money. Um, and I put these into bite-sized videos. And so you can find those, you know, through, through the, the links that Lisa's talking about. I'm actually coming out with another 30 Days of Brilliance this year as part of my um, Year of You mission. And the reason that I'm talking about branding is that's where it all begins for me. And it's not just about business branding. It's about how, what is your love brand? What is your life brand? What are the values that you hold really true and dear to yourself? And are you living up to those values? If you want to find love or if you have love, is it the brand of love that you deserve? desire and deserve. I have been in many relationships. This is the first relationship where my love brand is in full expression. So I really invite everybody. It's not just about business branding. This is about your life and your relationships. When you step into full embodiment of your brand in every area of your life, that's how you can change the world, whether that's changing the world in a business way, in a personal way, or simply changing your world and the ripple effect of everyone you will change around you. Beautifully said. 
Really beautifully said. So join Lisa at 30daysofbrilliance.net to get uh, the Hit Your Brand Bullseye. And to connect with Lisa Stedman, you may do so at lisastedman.com. She's on TogiNet, the same network, every Wednesday. I think you said it was 2 p.m. Pacific for Woo It is. Radio. We are broadcasting live today at 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Central. So you can join her there. You can join her on iTunes. You can join Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. You can join us again every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time live. And we've got a couple of things that I want to share before we head out and close the show. And that is um, that we, too, are offering a little something-something to, to our listeners and our blog readers. And that is we have a, an ebook online that we've launched recently called Got Happiness Now. And you you can find that on uh, Harvesting Happiness Facebook page. You can find it on HarvestingHappiness.com. And you can also find it on our nonprofit site, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which is HH, the number four, heroes.org. And our nonprofit site deals specifically with returning military personnel and their families who are challenged by combat trauma and other post-reintegration, post-deployment reintegration issues. So if you or someone that you know has served in our military and they're having a hard time reclaiming their lives and families after service, that might be a great resource to, um, to help give some information, really, about very similar topics that we're talking today about claiming one's, reclaiming one's joy and creating a life that you love to live. Lisa, let's talk one more uh, shot here about your own happiness. I want to ask you what makes you happy? What makes your heart sing, Lisa Stedman? Well, I want to share that I'm really learning that still. And this is such a beautiful, this is why I'm doing the year of you. I'm doing the year of you for me as well as for everyone I can reach. And the reason I say that is I have built an extraordinary business that I love that's profitable and that sometimes takes over my life. (laughs) I have cultivated an extraordinary marriage that I, I adore and sometimes I don't give it enough time. And I... I'm 40. It's never going to get easier to have the health and the vitality and the stamina I, I desire to do what I want to do, and I don't always put myself first. So what brings me bliss, and I just took a month off, and I was in Paris for a month with my husband, so I'm pretty connected to my bliss at this point. What I've realized is finding balance brings me bliss because it's yes. not just about having a lucrative, like a, a really juicy, lucrative business. It's not just about having an amazing marriage. It's, it, I, I need to take care of me, and putting me first is new for me. So what brings me bliss, honestly, is waking up every day and saying, how can I change the world by changing my own world first? What also brings me bliss is traveling with my husband, playing with my niece, being out in nature, hiking. Um, what also brings me bliss is changing the world as only I can by sharing and broadcasting the woohoo in a way that's meaningful to the world. So there's lots of pieces that bring me bliss, and I'm really still discovering and playing with that, and I invite everybody to discover and play with that with me. Oh, Lisa Stedman, thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your heart, your happiness, the work that you do to change the world. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought sold or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen along with Lisa Stedman. 
Wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And to connect with Lisa Stedman, please find her at lisastedman, S-T-A-D-M-A-N, dot com. And find me at harvestinghappiness.com. Tune in next week. We'll be back here again at 9 a.m. Pacific with Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. And you can find us all on iTunes. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Tokyo.